Good morning, everybody. Today we're going to learn Yeshua Perak Bays. In the past few parakim, we have seen that Yeshua and Klaus are successful in their battles and conquering Eretz Yisrael. So, in the next few parakim, the next seven parakim, we're going to see the parakim we're going to discuss the Chalukas Arts, the division of the land. In today's parak, we're going to see the second first are going to count the lands and the kings that Klaus fought against and were successful in their battles in Avar Yard with Meisha Benu. And the second half of the parak is going to discuss all the different kings, all different nations that Yeshua and Klaus were successful in conquering. And Eretz Yisrael itself. So for the next few parakim, we'll probably go a little bit faster, a little bit easier, just describing the different parts of Eretz Yisrael and which shape they were given to. If you have a map, it will definitely be a little bit easier to place the geography properly. But that's going to be for the next few parakim. And then the last three, four parakim, Yeshua are going to be, again, some very interesting, exciting things are going to happen with Yeshua. So let's jump right in. Parak your base. Pasakal. Fe'elah ma'ache. Ha'aretz ha'shahiku b'nei Yisrael. Yeshua. Artsam be'var yardim. Zerach ha'ashamash b'nachal arnoin. Ar-har cherman v'cholarvim Yisrael. So the Pesukim are very disgusting. The nations and the cities that Klaisal conquered, Abraham Yardin, it's interesting, the Rabbah points out, I'm sorry, that even though this part of the land, Abraham Yardin, was conquered by Mesh Rabbeinu and Klaisal, the Pasuk doesn't say Mesh Rabbeinu, only we'll see the Pasuk Hay in Pasuk, I'm sorry, Pasuk Vav, the, the Pesukim describe how Mesh was involved, Mesh and Klaisal were successful in their battle. So why didn't the parak start off by saying that it was Mesh and Klaisal were successful? So Rabbah explains that even though, even though, even though Meisha was a tremendous tzaddik, a tremendous talmachacham, a tremendous leader, So it says the Rabbah, the reason why the Torah didn't want to say that it was because of Meisha Rabbeinu, even though Meisha Rabbeinu was an incredible leader, was because the reason why Klaisal was successful in their battles, successful at taking over to Israel, was not because of their leader, it was because of the Brits, it was because of the treaty that Kaddish Baruch made with the others that were going to conquer Eretz Israel. So that's why the second wanted to make it clear that it was not because of Meshav Benu, it was because of the Brits that Kaddish made with Hakadosh that Hakadosh Baruch made with the others that Kaddish was going to conquer Eretz Israel. Continuing along Pasuk Beis, Sichem Melech Amar Yisheber Cheshbon Meshel May Aroyer Asher Al Sfas Nachal Arnit B'Tzerach Nachal V'Chatz Al Gilad V'Ad Yabba Kanachal Gvul Bnei Amai. Again, the second word delineating. The different place that they conquered in Eva Yardin, Varova Ad Yom, Kiner Ad Yom, Kinerites, Mizracha, Vad Yom Harova, Yom Melch Mizracha Derech, Beis Ha Yeshimites, Umitaman Tachas Ashtay Tap, Pasak Dal, Ugvul Eg Melchabashin, Riyatzer, Foyim, Hayeshu Asher, Be Ash Tores, Uvedre, this is the Gvul, the borders that Eg Melchabashin was in charge of, and they conquered as well, Mesh Bar Chemerin, Ube Salcho, Uvachola Bashin, Ad Gvul, Hag Shuri, Vahama, Achosi, Vachati Agila, Gvul, Sikhan Melch, Cheshbon, again, the different kings, Pasak Vav, so the Pasuk says, Klaus was successful, Moshe and Klaus were successful in conquering these different places in Eber Yardin, and they were given over to Ruvain, God, and Chati Sheva Nasha, like the Torah itself describes, had they requested to have a portion in Eber Yardin, and they were successful, Hashem answered them that they were going to get it, and Moshe Rabbeinu gave it to them, Pasuk Zayin. Now, the Pesukim over here, till the end of the parak are going to delineate, going to list off the different nations and the different kings that Yeshua and Klaus were successful in conquering in Again, the Pesukim over here are going to list off 31 kings that they were successful in fighting against. We'll speak out exactly why the Pesuk, why we go through each one. And if you look in your Tanakhs, this is written in as a Shira. The, the Yaakov Yamalai explains it's one of the four places in the Sivir Tanakh that it's written as a Shira, it's written as a song. We'll discuss it more at the end of the part. Let's just go through 
the different kings. Again, each king was, we'll see what the Echad is referring to at the end of the parak, but they ruled over this city. Afeg echad melech, lasharin echad melech, madoin echad melech, chatzer echad melech, shimroin, miroin echad melech, ashav echad melech, tanach echad melech, megidoy echad melech, kedesh echad melech, yiknam lekarmel echad melech, dar linafas dar echad, the king of dar who's in charge of the district of dar, who's one one king, melech gaim gugal echad, the king of gaim in the city of gugal, also one king, melech tirta echad, kol melechem shleishem echad. The pasuk concludes by listing off that there were thirty one kings in total that Yeshua was successful in their battle that they won over an Eretz Yisrael. So now just a few quick ha'aras on this pack. First of all, why exactly is this written as a shira? If you look in your Tanakh, this is written as a song. So we spoke out the Akram brings down that this is one of the tw- four places in Tanakh that Klai Yisrael sang shira. This is a place where the Torah itself is written as a shira, is written as a song to express our haidah, to express our gratitude that HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved us in our battles. Now the Shaila begs itself, the Akram Amleiz asks the question, why do you have to list off every single one of the 31 kings? Why can't you just say, why can't we just have Pasuk Havdal, skip the entire, skip from Pasuk Test of Havdal, and just say, Klaus was successful against 24 kings. So definitely a few interesting Terutzim, but one possible Teretz, based on the Siakam Amlais. The Siakam Amlais explained that the reason why we listed off the kings over here was to express our shiur, to express our idah. And one of the most, one of the very important fundamental principles when it comes to expressing a person's gratitude is that a person has to be very specific. He has to be very clear in his idah. He has to be very specific in his gratitude. And that's one of the reasons why when we say Dayenu, even though of course we wanted every single thing, but we go through every single item and we appreciate that Hashem gave it to us. It's a very interesting Marabach. If you take a look, Marabach was one of the Achreinim, Levi ben Chaviv, was born in the 1480s, a fascinating figure. He ended up moving to Shalim. He was the chief rabbi in Shalim in the 15th century. And he was actually was one of the one of the tremendous Tamid Chum who was opposed to the Indian of Smicha in the 15th century. There was a resurgence of Rabban who wanted to institute Smicha again, the Beis of others, definitely a fascinating discussion. Rabach was one of the chief opponents to the idea of reinstituting the Smicha, and that's why, in general, it was assumed that it was shut down in Smicha was not reinstituted. But either way, the Moral Bach is a beautiful Pshan, the Gemara and Brachas. The Gemara and Brachas is describing the difference between a good guest and a bad guest. The Gemara explains that a good guest appreciates everything that the host did for him, and the bad guest says, nah, he was just doing it for himself. And the Moral Bach explains, based on the Gemara before, that the idea is when it comes to Haidah, when it comes to a person expressing his gratitude, he shouldn't just express, let's say he gets a piece of bread served to him, he gets a nice dish served to him, he shouldn't just say thank you for the dish. He should recognize all that went into it. He should recognize that the person had to work to make the mu- to make a living so he could buy the food. He should recognize that somebody went to the food to pick up the store, went to the store to pick up the food. He should recognize the hours that went into the preparation of the food. And that explains Mabach is the idea of the idea of expressing gratitude in its truest sense and its truest form is recognizing every detail that went into it. So it could be that's the reason why the Torah specifically mentioned the idea of Aida. And it's interesting, we were just this week's Parsha, this week discussing the Indian of Leah, that Leah named her kid Yehuda, that Yehuda, because of the Indian of Aida, Pam Aida's Hashem, we're going to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So two, two just quick arts on this idea. Number one, the Imam Shik points out, the Gemara Bracha says that Leah was the first person to give Aida to express her gratitude. The Shailas, what do you mean? Nobody else expressed the obvious thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the obvious thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so what does it mean that she was the first person to express her idah? So the Maram Shik is a beautiful Pshah, Mishakos Brachos over there. The Maram Shik explains that Leah was the first person to create a sign, to create a simon of her gratitude. Meaning every time she would call her son's name, every time she would say the name Yehuda, she would remember, she would recognize how thankful she has to be to Hashem. So that, that the Maram Shik says, is one of the things we have to try to do in order to remember how much our car is to take. We have to have to Hashem. We should try to set up symbols. We should try to set up things which are going to remind us 
to have that akar satayv, to have that appreciation for what Hashem does to us. Now, the second thing is that we know that Klai Yisrael called Yehudim, they're called the Jews. Now, it's interesting, in general, in Tanakh, that's not the name that is given to Klai Yisrael. So the Shiloh is when exactly did Klai Yisrael get the name of Yehudim, the name of the Jews. So if anybody has any specific details, we'd love to hear it. The Maritzchis and Ksavim suggests that this change happened when Klai Yisrael left Gaulus. I'm sorry, when Klai Yisrael went into Gaulus after Bayashani, that's when Klai Yisrael started becoming named the Yehudim, the Jews. Now, the Svasemis and others, which they point out that the reason why Klai Yisrael is named Yehudim is because one of the fundamental reasons why a person is in, in the world, or Ramban Pasha's Spice speaks it's not clearly that the reason why a person is in this world is so that he could recognize Hashem and thank Hashem for what he did. And that's why Klai Yisrael, who we are supposed to be Avdi Hashem, we're supposed to be servants of God, Baruch, we have the name Yehudim to represent the idea that we express our thanks, we express our gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch. And this idea of expressing shir, of expressing our thank you is so important that the Gemara in Sahajan of Tzadi Dalmanoth explains that Chizkiah Melech really could have been, could have been Zaycha to be the Melech HaMashiach. He could have been the Mashiach. However, he wasn't Zaycha because he, was, he won many battles and he didn't sing Shir Hashem. He didn't sing. He didn't express his gratitude. So we see the importance of expressing our gratitude and that's why it's possible that the Pesachim over listed off every single one of the kings so that we can remember the Nase, we can remember the miracle, we can remember the tremendous amount of appreciation we have to have to Hashem that we were successful in all of our, in all of our battles. And we have to remember that nowadays the, the reason why we're Zechah to be in Eretz Yisrael is also because people fought for us many, many years ago and Hashem helped us be successful in our battle. Another quick hour on this parak, we saw that the Pasuk mentioned Oig Malach Abashim, that Christ was successful in winning over Oig Malach Abashim. So how exactly did Oig get his name? So if you take a look, it ties the Nidah of Samach Aleph. He brings down the Pirkei Lezer. The Pirkei Lezer explains that Oig Malach came to tell Avram Avinu that light was captured. That, and Avram should go save light. Now, the Pirkei Lezer explains that light, that Oig did not have very good intentions. Rather, the Gemara Megillah tells us that Sarah was very beautiful and Oig wanted Avram to go fight for light so that Avram would be killed and he could marry Sarah. So just so the, the Pirkei Lezer brings down that when Oig came to tell Avram this, Avram was in the middle of making ugais, he was in the middle of making cookies for Pesach, and that's why Oig Malach got the name Oig. So now the Shaila is that the Achrein Ramayr, why exactly, it's an interesting story, but why does Oig get his entire name Oig? Because he happened to come to Avram while Avram was making cookies. So definitely interesting discussion. If anybody has any other Pshat, we'd love to hear. The Rachaner over there suggests, the Rachaner and the Gemara Nida suggests that the Pshat is that if if Oig was coming with the proper intentions, then he would have recognized that Avram was Isaac in a mitzvah. Avram was busy preparing for Pesach, so therefore he would have waited until he finished. And since he didn't do that, since he did not have very good intentions, he really just wanted to marry Sarah. So that's why he interrupted Avram while he was being while he was make, making the cookies, while he was being Isaac mitzvah. And that's why he got the name Oig, to show that he didn't have good intentions because he interrupted Avram while he was making the cookies. Definitely interesting. If anybody has else, any other ideas why Oig would get that name, we would love to hear. One more quick R on the park. The second over here mentioned that all of these kings, they were one, and they all had positions in Eretz Yisrael, they all had land in Eretz Yisrael. And the question is, were all these kings just the king over their one village, their one tiny city in Eretz Yisrael? And does that mean that Eretz Yisrael was divided into so many different kingdoms that there were 31 different kings in Eretz Yisrael? So this is already the Midrashim point out, if you take a look at Akram Lays, brings down the Medrash, which describes that, no, these kings were kings all over the world. However, every king in the world wanted a portion of Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael, we, as we know, nowadays also as well, we have the same challenge that everybody claims stake to Eretz Yisrael. Everybody wants portions of Eretz Yisrael because it's such an incredible land. So therefore, explains the explains Amalai, based on the Medrash, that no, really all of these kings were kings in their own cities, their own distinctive places, their own distinctive countries. However, they each had a small portion of Eretz Yisrael, and that's what the Pesachim are just going through over here, that all of these kings who had a portion of Eretz Yisrael, we conquered them, we defeated them, and Klai Yisrael took over Eretz Yisrael. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful Shabbos.